Hello, Inspire Church. How great it is to be with you. I am currently standing in our Highway Auditorium. It is not a full room today. It's a Thursday that we are filming this. And I'm just so grateful to God that we can still across the miles and uh, no matter what the circumstances of um, COVID has brought our way, we can still uh, bring the gospel in this way. We can still encourage one another. And uh, it is just so great to be able to be with you on this day. As I mentioned, this is our highway auditorium. I'm not sure how much the camera will pick up, but I'm standing on our platform. It is a Thursday, so there's no people here to give you a wave. But on behalf of Highway Church and Byron and I, we have missed seeing you over the last year. Normally at least once a year, sometimes twice a year, we make our way across the Tasman to come to your church and to uh, just be a part of what you are doing. And uh, we have missed being with you. We've missed being able to sit down and see you all face to face. But here we are. And for now, at least, this is the best that we can do. And what a great day we live in that we've got the technology that we can still connect in this way. So um, on behalf of us, I am so privileged and honoured to be able to come and share God's word for you today. I, I believe this will be a real word of life and, and uh, encouragement to you. It's one of those words that I wasn't sure how to title it because it came out of a moment that I had with God just yesterday. And I woke up uh, ridiculously early. It was about 3.30 in the morning. That may not be early for you, but for me, that's, that's pretty early. And I felt drawn to go to this particular scripture that we're going to just walk through on this day. And I felt the Holy Spirit begin to speak to me through it. And it's out of that that I want to impart and share uh, this word with you today. And I, I believe it's going to be a real word of now and a real word of life and and just encourage and strengthen not just you guys in Inspire Church, but also for us here too. Uh, I love the journey that we've done together over the years and I'm even more grateful that that has continued. Uh, just to bring you a little bit of history before we get into this today, Highway Church and your pastor, our friend, Pastor Don McDonnell was our very first guest speaker in a tent uh, 26 years ago, coming this April 9. That was our beginnings as a church. So we are about to celebrate 26 years as a church. And um, I'm very grateful that there's been lots of challenges along the way, but there is something about longevity and staying the course and staying the path. So that's what this is all about today. It's keeping us connected so each and every one of us can do this journey well with our God and well together. So as I mentioned to you just yesterday morning <clears throat> at 3.30 in the morning, I woke up and I felt drawn to go to this scripture and it was around a time around about Jerusalem. They were in bad shape. Jerusalem was filled with stories of devastation and doom and gloom and um, people had lost their way, people had lost their identity, their their meaning for existence had been lost along the way. A lot of it due to their own poor decisions and choices that they had made. And it was costing them the future that God had ordained for them. But it's not that that I want to focus on today. I want to focus on the greatness of our God 
the magnificence of our God. Our God is good and our God is great. And it's that that I know as we walk through this in the next few minutes together, we're going to see how mighty this God of ours in not just their lives, but also in ours. I don't know what 2020 was like for you, but back here in Australia, more specifically here in Queensland and our church, it brought many changes. We all face change. It brought changes to the way that we gathered on a Sunday. Our churches, like yours, were closed down. <clears throat> I think that ours has opened up uh, a little faster than yours. You've had a few more lockdowns than us, although there's been a few times where it has been looking like we were about to close down again. But irrespective of what that journey looked like, it brought change and people began to question things. It brought instability in some people's lives. It Even some people fell away. And as a church leader, as a pastor, that is always concerning. People began to question things that they never questioned before. All of a sudden, the things that we thought were secure and safe were under threat, like our routines, our habits, our spiritual habits seemed to change as people couldn't come together on a Sunday. And so today, I want to take a look into the book of Zephaniah and what God began to do in a time of instability and in a time of uh, change and what he was doing then, I felt the Holy Spirit say, I am about to do now. Chapter 1 of this book of Zephaniah is extraordinary. If you just want to pause and meditate on those words, it says in chapter 1, the word of the Lord came to Zephaniah. When God's word comes, everything's about to change. When God's word comes, lives are about to be altered. And God spoke into this time and this word that he brings reveals his nature it reveals his goodness and his kindness of this extraordinary God <clears throat> that is at work in our lives every single minute of our lives. And so the loss and the ruin that was going on then, God's word begins to speak into that so that he can initiate and bring about the transformation that was needed. And so after the doom and the, and the loss and the sadness... God begins to reveal what is next. And so inspired church like our church here, I have gone to God and asked what is next? Where do we go from here? How do we rebuild what needs to be rebuilt? How do we regain momentum when momentum has been affected? So walk with me if you would over the coming minutes turn with me or look on the screen in Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9 and I'm reading out of the NIV Bible. It says that then I will purify the lips of my people that all of them may call upon the name of the Lord and serve him shoulder to shoulder. So God speaks here into this period of time where there's been destruction and devastation. And his word into this is that I will purify the lips of my people. Now, it may not have been that way for you, but 
for me, I'll just speak out of a page of our, our story here. I've probably heard more negativity around the future of not just people's lives, but, you know, around the future of the church or the people, you know, just people questioning their destiny, questioning their purpose, the where they fit, what they're meant to be doing. I probably heard more negativity in the last 12 months than I have in my whole journey as I've walked with God than any other time. But here's the goodness and the magnificence of our God. God speaks directly into that. And he says, I will purify the lips of my people. God begins to speak. And maybe for you, like some others or you know, I have at times where you even begin to speak against yourself, where you begin to speak or question, question, you know, the destiny of God upon your life. If you've done that, then that's about to change today. Hosea chapter 14 verse 2, it says, take words with you and return to the Lord. Forgive all of our sins and receive us graciously that we might offer the fruit of our lips. And there it was again as I began to open up the scriptures yesterday morning so very early. There it was again. God was beginning to speak to me. And I believe speaking to us as a body about the fruit of our lips. And of course, what is that? We know that that is the fruit of our praise to him. The fruit of our testimony, uh, the fruit of the good things that God has done in and through our lives, the fruit of his power, the fruit of his presence, uh, the fruit of his very nature and his spirit at work in us, and we will give him praise. See, God began to speak to me very directly, and I'm sharing this with us, all of us today. As he began to speak to me, he said, don't focus on the ruin. Don't focus on the loss. Don't meditate on the gloom or the doom. Don't give time and thought to the negative, but come before me with the fruit of praise. What words can we take to him really? You know, we can take many conversations to the Lord, but what word will we bring before his presence? We take his own word to him. We bring to him what he has already declared, what he has already announced, what he has already proclaimed. And we come before him and we take his words to him. With that, our own lips are purified. And the more I looked and meditated upon this, I realized that this was a key thing to God leading us towards our futures, that God was leading us into our days of even more transformation, more restoration, more recovery, but it was very important that we got this right, that our future, Inspire Church, that your future is upon your lips, that we will not meditate upon our past, that we would forget the former things. Remember that scripture in Isaiah he says, don't, don't look back at those past things. Don't meditate upon the failures or the regrets. 
but he was beginning to speak to me as he's speaking to us that he would lead us into our future by our own futures being upon our lips. And I was so pleased that God reminded me of this because when we pioneered this church almost 26 years ago, this was the way in which we pioneered. Because at this point, we didn't know what our future looked like. When you pioneer anything, whether it's pioneering a business or you pioneer a church, you are in that building phase. And so you're speaking about things that are still yet to come. And this was the way that God taught us then is the way he's speaking to us now. And so I began to speak. I began to open up my mouth and begin to voice the plans of God and the future that God had for our sons and for our daughters. I began to speak about the prophetic things of God and the prophetic words that God has spoken to us over a church, an inspired church. I would encourage you to begin to speak the prophetic words of God over your church, over your nation, over your family. I began to speak about the powerful church, the prevailing house of God, the overcoming church that is called by his name. That's what will be upon our lips here at Highway, and I know it'll be upon your lips there in New Zealand. The church that God sees is the one that I began to speak about and prophesy about. And I began to speak strength and breakthrough. For this is the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And as we give attention to these things, God said, this is what will be upon your lips and give back to him what he has put upon us. And then that same scripture talks about shoulder to shoulder. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9 says, Then I will purify the lips of my people, that all of them may call upon my name, the name of the Lord, and serve him shoulder to shoulder. We had to address this here at Highway because, you know, our, our teams, our serving teams, we could start to see that begin to get weaker. And so how do you deal with some of that? I began to speak. I began to speak. Remember that scripture that says, I was glad, very glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Instead of thinking about people not showing up on team or not wanting to come to church, I began to speak into the future, the joy of the Lord that would be upon the hearts and minds and souls of people that I'm glad it's Sunday. I'm glad that I'm going to the house of the God, house of the Lord, whether it be for youth or women or a conference or a Sunday uh, praise celebration meeting, no matter what it was, that joy would be restored back into the hearts of God's people, that I am glad that we're going to the house of God and that we would serve together shoulder to shoulder. That speaks of unity, that we are together, that we are closing the gaps and leaving no room at all for the adversary to come and to create havoc, chaos, disunity, but that the body of Christ would be whole, serving shoulder to shoulder, that we would serve him, that we would serve his house, 
and that we would serve his purpose. Let's never underestimate why the house of God, why the church exists. We are his ambassadors and his representatives on earth to bring the gospel to our nations. And that shoulder to shoulder we would speak well of one another. That we would speak well of God's church. We would speak well into our future. That we would serve well, speak well, praise well, celebrate well his goodness and his mercy over us. This next scripture that we go into again that you'll find in this same chapter of Zephaniah. Chapter 3, verse 10. It says that God is going to gather up his worshippers. He says, my worshippers, my scattered people, will bring me offerings. This is profound. This is so important for us to, to see this today. I love this. He's speaking about his worshippers, his people that have been scattered that the enemy has tried to scatter, to divide, to weaken his own God's house. But God has spoken his word into this. The worshippers that laid their instruments down and said, I'm done, I'm not doing that anymore. The worshippers that closed their voices and said, I will not sing anymore. The worshippers that once had an audience with the king, and now they've become silent and scattered. But here's the word of the Lord over that. God says, I will gather them up. They are called and they are anointed by my name. See, the ones that we see on the platform at church on a Sunday, here's our platform here at Highway. That your pastors have come and blessed our church on many occasions over the years. But the ones you see on your platform uh, at Inspire Church on a Sunday and likewise here is just a representation of the singers and the musicians and the worshippers that go out first. But God is raising up his worshippers, whether they're on a platform like this one or whether they're sitting in a seat out here or whether they're at home or whether they're in their Cars, no matter where it is, God is raising up a sound of worship upon the earth. Worshippers make the loudest sound in heaven and on earth. It is the sound of a praising church. It's a sound of a worshipping church that has found her voice. And if you find the voice of worship, then you have found your voice of victory and of praise. It is the greatest sound you can bring to the Lord and it is the greatest sound that puts a stop sign on the enemy. The enemy cannot tolerate a worshipping church. You see, probably like you, there was some pressure that came around us, particularly in the last 12 to 13, 14 months and it was a pressure that we'd never had to deal with before. And it was so easy to become weary in well-doing. It was very easy to become distracted and sidelined by it. It was so easy 
to want to wallow and worry for a while. And a few times we went there and a few times we, you know, just weren't sure where to go. How do we get from this to here? How do we change the atmosphere? How do we get out of this mindset as we dealt with things, dealt with things that came in multiple directions? And as we moved into that place at times of just worrying about what, what the future looks like, God spoke to me out of Psalm 100. And in that psalm, you'll know it well. It says that we are to enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. And, you know, when God began to speak to me about that, it seemed almost elementary, too simple. And, but in a moment, on many occasions, I chose to do that. I chose to just go with God's word. And I said, God, I'm coming through your gates this morning with thanksgiving. I give you thanks for this and thanks for that. And thought about, you know, just different things that I could be grateful for. And I've learned what a great, what a powerful force gratitude is. What a very powerful state of mind that is, state of soul. And I'd come through his gates with thanksgiving and then enter his courts with praise and began to give God praise for multiple, multiple things. And you know, every single time, every time that I began to pray and worship and praise and give him thanks for things that I hadn't thought about previously, every single time an answer or peace or a breakthrough would come that same day, every time, every time. And God was reminding me that we were not to lean on our own understanding. We were not to go with our own advice or our own opinions or our own understanding or even our history. But every single time we were to lean on the wisdom of his word. And every time, every time I saw God move. Every time we're in a situation where we felt deadlocked or a stalemate situation, I saw breakthrough come. You see, the enemy is an enemy who brings about confusion. And yet God said, I'm not the author of that, but I am calling you, I'm appointing you, I'm anointing you afresh, and I am gathering up my people to bring me offerings because this is where we belong. See, verse 15 of this same chapter says, God has turned your enemy back. The scripture goes on to tell us that the Lord, the King of Israel, is with you, and never again will you fear harm. Inspired Church, I want you to know afresh today. I want you to know that the Lord... Your God is with you, and you do not need to fear harm. You see, last year and overlapping into this year, I heard people's opinions, comments. I heard people say, this generation is lost. And every time I heard someone make a comment like that, there is something in me that would cringe 
and everything within me rejects that. I heard people say that the church has lost its way, lost its voice, has no future, is going to become just a nothing, you know, and everything within me repels that kind of language. I don't believe it. But I do know this, that whatever has been lost, and church, men and women of God, whatever has been lost in your life, God, the magnificence of our God, has an ability to be at work in you that what has been lost can be found. This generation is not lost. God is gathering up his sons. God is gathering up his daughters. God is gathering up his worshippers. Every destiny that you thought was lost, was over, was gone forever, this scripture says that you will see it with your own eyes. See, Zephaniah's, Zephaniah's name means this. The Lord has concealed and the Lord has protected. And there's some things in all of our lives that have been concealed for a time. But the Lord has watched over your life. His eyes are upon you to protect that which he has put in you for such a time as this. The destiny over Inspire Church there are things still in you that God has covered and protected in you to be realized for such a time as this. Even if some of you, maybe all of you, have faced tremendous pain or pressure, but there is something in you that God has protected. You see, our faith and our focus last year was tested. No question about that. Our resources were stretched. Our team here at Highway, amazing what they put together, which seemed like a crash course in doing things like I'm doing now. Much as was shaken, but I think we've learned. Praise God, I think we're learning. And we did learn in many ways to stay with the infallible word of God that never changes. Let me share this with you. And I'm going through this scripture very strategically, but staying on track this morning because yesterday morning I felt the Lord speak to me very, very directly on this. So I'm trying not to deviate away from his word today. But in Zephaniah 3.16, it says, Lift up your hands. Do not fear and do not let your hands hang limp. Don't let your hands hang limp. See, some have had their posture bowed over. Some have had your hands hang limp as though your strength has gone. And we have, some have surrendered to the circumstances or the oppression that tried to come over your life and your hands are being hanging limp. But here's the word of the Lord to us. No more. No more. And in these same verses, he says, I am dealing with the oppressor. And that place that brought you sorrow and the burden of that sorrow, the word of the Lord to you today is God is removing it from your life. For that same place that used to be your place of sorrow, 
that same place that used to be your place of oppression will now become your place of praise and of honour. This is the word of God to us. Your place of wounding becomes your place of worship. Your place of pain has now become your place of praise. Your place of oppression has now become your place of overcoming. You talk about the greatness of our God and this is what he does. And no longer will our hands hang down by our side limp and weak. But our hands will be lifted up in praise and shame has no doorway to enter. I know today as this word reaches you that this is not a word that just comes to our minds. I believe that this word is coming to us and speaking directly into the soul and the spirit of the body of Christ. You talk about the joy of the Lord being our strength. And the hope of God in our future. For church, we do have a hope and we do have a future. And this word is coming straight from God's word to us. Remember David, that famous story of David who faces Goliath at this time in his life. The Philistines, the gathering army, the gathering forces of the Philistine army. It's never easy when something gathers around your life. When a financial pressure has like it's mounted pressure around your life or a family situation has gathered around you and your emotions are stretched like a rubber band or, you know, some situation has just gathered forces around you and it occupies And it tries to occupy a place in you, just like the Philistines occupied this hill and Goliath was standing there with all of his intimidation. And yet, again, we see God raising up a voice. And young David, this teenage David, leaves the sheep in the hands of another. And you hear these words coming from David 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 26. These words from a young David. Who is this? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Young David, with those words, this giant, he moves closer to David. And in 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, David says to this Philistine, you come against me with a sword, a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. I mean, while everyone else is looking at a Goliath, while everyone else is looking at a giant of a story, David is already announcing the victory before that stone even leaves the sling. You see, these words were spoken, not out of hands that were limp beside David. These words were spoken out of some place in a young David, that place of inner confession, coming out of a place of a young boy who says, we've already got the victory in this. The success belongs to the Lord because I know my God that is with me. 
And church, inspired church, I want us together to hold fast to our confession of faith. As you step into future days, hold fast to your confession of faith. Zephaniah 3.17 says that he will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. He will quiet you with his love. You see, God continues to bring his words to us and he takes great delight in what you've done. He takes great delight in your story. He takes great delight in your faith and your courage. But he is speaking quiet to you. Quiet to that place that maybe has been regurgitating, going over and over and over in your mind, that thing that has troubled you, that thing that you've questioned, but he speaks quiet. And he brings quiet and he brings peace. And he says, be still and know that I'm God in this. He speaks quiet to that place that you thought you were rejected, that you were abandoned, that you were no longer accepted, that You could no longer step into your future and instead he speaks quiet to the noise, quiet to your fears and quiet to your doubts. Inspired Church, I close with this. Days of recovery and restoration are in your future. He says his promise to to you is this, that I will deal with those things that have oppressed you. Don't take it into your own hands. Let me deal with it. He also promises this, that he will rescue the lame. The ones that have not walked well. The ones that have walked in weakness. The ones that have not walked straight paths. But he says, I'm bringing strength where there's been weakness. His promise to you is this whether it be for your son, your daughter, your friend, or someone you're standing in the gap for. God's promise to you out of Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 20 is this, at that time I will gather you, and at that time I will bring you home. What a magnificent word from God. And this, in closing, he says, I will restore your fortunes. Listen to this, before your very eyes. Again, in Zephaniah 3.20, God will restore your fortunes. Some of you have lost in big ways financially. You've lost through injustice or you've lost through things that were through no fault of your own. God is beginning to speak a a word of restoration and recovery over you in so many areas. It's not over. But I believe that we are stepping into days of a new beginning because the Lord your God is with you and he is mighty to save. You know, when you became a born-again believer, your address changed. At that day of salvation, your address changed. It was that day that you became a citizen of heaven, a child of God. And because of that, I think the greatest revelation that you and I can walk in today is knowing those profound and stunning words that Jesus spoke on the cross. It is 
finished. <clears throat> so inspire church, let's walk out well. Let's walk out well into our future. Let's speak well into our future based upon everything that Jesus did at the cross. And never forget that you are already seated in heavenly places with him. So be strong, be courageous, and step into your future with his future upon your lips. And the Lord rejoices over you. Let me pray for you as we close today. God bless you. We love you and we love your, your pastors, Don and Julia, missing, really missing seeing you. But I want to pray into your future and all that God has for you. So, Father, we call on your name together today. We thank you, Lord, that the future that you have for Inspire Church, the future that you have for pastors Don and Julia, the future that you have for every man and every woman and child that is sitting in the service today, God, I thank you, Lord, that you are gathering up your worshipers. I thank you, Lord, that you are restoring fortunes. I thank you, Lord, that you are gathering and you are strengthening your house again, that your house will be furnished with the worshipers of God, with the ones that declare the praises of God. I thank you, Lord, that days of strength and recovery and restoration are upon the house of God and every family. God, we call in, we call in every prodigal son and every prodigal daughter that their destiny is not lost, but it is being found and it is being recovered. And so, Lord, today, may your face shine upon Inspire Church. God, may your face shine upon them, I pray, with the glories of heaven. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you, Inspire Church. We will talk soon. Have a beautiful Sunday or whenever this is coming across to you. So on behalf of Highway Church here, we will talk soon. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.